Hodges puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Cam's Corner. Joining me today, 6-1 guard at the University of Rhode Island, playing for his home state, coming out of Providence. Guys, help me in welcoming Sebastian Thomas to the podcast. Sebastian, tremendous work from you so far. You all right? How you been, man? What's going on? I'm doing good. Uh, appreciate you for having me. Um, yeah, really, I'm just doing good and trying to stay healthy and stuff like that. So Yeah, for sure. Definitely tough times right now. But first off, I just want to say congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. Going from a red shirt. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, to now having an opportunity to play an important role coming off the bench in an A-10 team. Just truly amazing and eye-opening to see you doing what you're doing. Um, I've seen some of uh, the other podcasts you've been on, like the Roadie Rumble, uh, things like that. But I'm here to switch it up a little bit. You know, I'm kind of here to kind of dig deep in like your youth days and stuff like that. Tell the viewers about like the early stages of your career, you know, where you started playing competitive ball and who your biggest like inspirations were growing up. I started playing AU basketball for the Breakers, obviously, right. uh, think there was like two there was like the Johnson breakers and then I guess another team another set of breakers but hmm. yeah um that's why I started playing AU I think I believe I believe I started playing in the fifth grade um all the way into like the seventh or eighth grade I believe and then obviously uh I changed teams from the breakers to the New England players and then um after that I grew I started playing for Rhode Island Elite and then my last year of AU um I started playing for expressions for the EYBL circuit, but uh, yeah, growing up playing for the breakers, um, we were, I was a young kid. um, Mm. Didn't really know what I was going to get out of basketball and stuff like that. I was just playing just because I liked, uh, loved the game and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah. And that was really uh, why I played the game. But a couple of my inspirations were uh, obviously, um, my cousins and my cousin and a lot of my family members um, just put the basketball in my hands at a young age and stuff like that. And um, they would always push me and they were very competitive and stuff like that. So that's where uh, I would say I get playing basketball from and who I get playing basketball from. So so from your family, did you have any like um, like family members relative from like the pro levels and the college levels that you like looked up to in a way? Oh, yeah. My cousin, he. Um, played division three at uh, Johnson and Wales, but he had a great career and stuff like that. He led the NCAA in scoring like all divisions. Um, and then he went on to play professional basketball in Spain and other countries across the world. So, right. So definitely good inspirations there. I remember when I was, I was playing AU, I was like short, you know, fat on athletic. I'm pretty sure I was throwing around on a couple of teams, you know, back and forth. I remember Lottie was my coach with the breakers. Like when I first, first started and I'm pretty sure like you were on that team too. And I'm bouncing yeah. around. Uh, playing with a bunch of different age groups did it feel like any different playing with like older kids like being at like such a young age uh yeah a little bit you know um it was definitely harder for me I like growing up I was a small too like skinny I didn't have a lot of height so just uh growing up playing against older kids stuff like that it was a little tough at first but um, I got used to it and eventually got me better and got me to where I am so 
it was yeah. cool. right. So like I said, monster arm from like different teams, you know, and AAU being like so, so like uh, young, have having so many different coaches playing with different teams. Like I said, when were you like uh, who's like a coach that really like stuck with you like throughout those years? Throughout my AAU years? Right. Throughout your uh, well, I guess I guess like your whole career kind of like that's been like really stuck with you. That's really been like, like I said, a true inspiration, like uh, on the coaching side. I would say uh, like basically the three most important coaches or coaches that have impacted me was obviously uh, Coach Lottie because I started right. off with him and stuff like that. Kind of grew up with him like four or five years, played with him. And then um, I played high school for Coach Gomes. Um, he was a great coach, just a great person and stuff like that. And then for AAU, I played for Rhode Island Elite, and um, the coach's name is Coach Nick. He, you know, he's a great guy, cares about the kids and stuff like that. So, really, all three of those coaches just pushed me and uh, made me become who I am today. So, yeah, so while, yeah, for sure. Like while we're on the topic of AAU ball, what was like, what was it like playing with like you said the RI Elite, you know, hoop group, all these big name programs like that, um, where like a lot of pro named players like have played at. Like, what was the kind of like competition level like, and what was those experiences like for you? Uh, Rhode Island Elite, it was a great experience. I started playing um, in freshman year, my ninth grade year. Uh, but back then, we didn't get too much recognition because the program wasn't as big and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um, junior year and last year, I would say our elite started getting a lot of recognition because we joined the hoop group circuit and stuff like that. Um, ended up playing a, a, grand, uh, a bunch of great players and stuff like that. I'll get into that after. But um yeah, just uh, uh we got a lot of more recognition and stuff like that uh these last two years. Um we also had guys on our team, one guy who was seven feet who like it was very rare to see him on our team because there's not too many seven footers in Rhode Island, stuff like that. Right. So he brought a lot of attention to the team. But um yeah, overall it was just a great experience and stuff like that. We got to play uh Imani Bates. Um he was the number one kid in the country. Yep. Got played team CP3, uh, a bunch of EYBL teams. And it was overall just great competition. And uh, we got to put, we got to put our names out there and stuff like that and show the world who uh, Rhode Island Elite was. So it was great. I am shocked to hear that it wasn't like that big of a program because, you know, I've seen it for so many years. Corey Wright was like, he's the founder of it, right? Uh, not, or... uh, not, uh, Nick, Nick, um, Nick Light is the founder of it. Nick Light, okay. A couple of other guys, but yeah. Right. So uh, how did you like how did you get yourself into it? Like, did you just like uh, like were you like recruited for it or was it something that you kind of like signed up for? Or? Um, so back in eight, I made the transition from the eighth, my eighth grade to my ninth grade year. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was going to high school and Coach Lottie, he kind of like we ended things because he went on to a new team and stuff like that. He ended up coaching high school basketball. Yeah. Uh, so we were looking for a team and stuff like that. And um, my friends, this is when I didn't really take basketball too serious, but I knew I was like, I knew I was good, but I didn't know I could be something. So, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I just followed my friends one day uh, and they told me to come try out for this team, uh, Rhode Island team. And uh, I didn't really, back then when I wasn't too big on basketball, as big as, I mean, as much as I am now, uh, my parents, like, they wouldn't bring me to Boston or, I mean, to Massachusetts or New York to, to find a team to play for. So it was just a local team and my friends and I just played on the team for fun, really. And then obviously as the years went on, it got more serious. So that's how I found out about the team. Yeah. So you guys were kind of like the, like the building blocks, like the founding, like 
kind of players like to get the um to get the program like uh, up and going. So, I mean, that's great experience, like I said. And um, so after all that AAU experience, uh, what made you choose Hendrickin to continue your basketball career? And like, um, were there other schools you were considering at the time, or was Hendrickin like the main focal point for that? Yeah, Hendrickin was the main main school I wanted to go to just because. I knew a lot of kids going there and um, I had some family members go there as well. Mm -hmm. And obviously the basketball part of it, um, they were really good back then and they're still good now. But um, yeah, those were the two things that attracted me to Hendrickson. So I ended up just making my decision and stuff like that and going there. Did you ever like consider like a, like a public school, like where you at or like uh, just any other, maybe like a school like out of state or something like that, or like just being like in Rhode Island, like Hendrickson was like, no, nah, like this is like, this is where I'm going to go. Uh, it was either Hendrickin or um, my uh, dad. He actually wanted me to reclass in the eighth grade and go to Coach Lottie's school, but I didn't really want to do that. Yeah, um, so we just talked it out, and um, I ended up deciding to go with Hendrickin. There you go. So as a freshman, were you already like on varsity? Like, how long was it until you had a solid role on the team where you were getting like important minutes? Uh, actually, freshman year, I was on JV and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um. And then midway throughout the year, um, I was supposed to get moved up one game, but I ended up missing one of my games because <laughs> I didn't wash my jersey and stuff like that. And I didn't want to wear the jersey again. So I missed the game. Um, and then Coach Gomes pulled me into his office and was like, uh, we were going to move you up, but you ended up missing the game. So I had to wait a couple more games after that. And yeah. that's when I got moved up. Um, and freshman year, it was just kind of a learning experience for me because right. we had so many guys on the team and I uh, we ended up winning the championship this that year but I was just sitting from the bench so it was still cool and fun to watch the guys win a championship uh, but it just helped me learn a lot so so he sat you because you didn't wash your jersey for like the next game or something like that or like yeah like so you know, the game was on a Saturday we ended we played on a Friday yep. and then Saturday morning we were supposed to travel to mass to play a game and Friday after the game, I slept at my friend's house and I didn't have a, a, another set of clothes. So I didn't wash the jersey or anything. Yeah. And Saturday morning, I didn't go to the game. Um, yeah. And then that on Monday, he was going to move me up or whenever the next game was. But he ended up waiting a couple more games after that to move me up. So, yeah, that wow. was bad. Yeah. So yeah, after after that year, yeah. How easy was it for you to, like, adjust to the pace of the game and the level of uh, competitiveness at uh, the Division One level? Like. Uh, playing so your sophomore year you were like full varsity everything like that yeah. yeah so sophomore year we had angel on our team yep. bobby andre and a couple other guys but yeah that, i was still a big pe uh, part of the team and stuff like that but um i felt like i couldn't really it wasn't my team just because i was still an underclassman um but that year was fun um i impacted the team as well as the other guys i named but we ended up Losing in the first round uh, to Cumberland, which was sad because we weren't supposed to lose that game. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, we were projected to win the championship that year, or one uh, us in NK, but we ended up losing first round. So, yeah, right. So what? I, yeah. So what game do you remember? Like that kind of like put you on the map in a way because like I know everyone knew who you were going in as a freshman, but like what game in your eyes do you think uh, has people talking and saying like this kid's gonna be like special and do damage like with this Hawks team? Uh, I would say. Uh, two games. Um, the first game we played at home against LaSalle uh, and I came off. Uh, we started the game and I came out strong. I think I have like seven of the nine, uh, seven of my team's first nine points and stuff like that. Um, 
that game was like an eye opener for me. And I feel like a lot of uh, other people that were watching the game or fans of Hendrickson. And then when the middle of the year, we traveled to New York for a tournament and we played a, a good New York team. They were ranked in, the, in New York um, and I had 23 points. So that was another good game for me and stuff like that. So those were the two games I would say. Right. So going into like all your junior year and stuff, uh, I know the 2020 tournament was canceled due to COVID, but uh, you and the Hawks, you were able to still play in the divisions. Uh, you scored 32 points in that game and that outing. You won 58-53. Uh, what was your mindset going into that game? Uh, did you feel like you had to play like a huge role in order for your team to uh, pull that win off? Uh, yeah, I feel like going into junior year. Because um, like now coaches, it's like your team, like your junior yeah, season. The coaches expected a lot from me, um, scoring, passing, uh, communication, just being – a leader and stuff like that. Um, it was really me and Angel were the two guys who were had the most experience on varsity. So all the other guys, either it was their first year or they were underclassmen. So right. me and Angel had to do like, uh, uh, we had a big role of just teaching the guys and helping them learn and stuff like that. But um, in the NK game, uh, I scored 32 points, but I feel like I had a bad, not a bad game, just an okay game. Um, like I would force things in the first half. And then after in the second half, after I went to the locker room, I just kind of let the game come to me and stuff like that um, because I knew uh, NK's game plan was probably to take me away just because I score a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the second half, I just got hot and um, I ended up winning the game for us. Well, we won the game. I right. just scored the last couple of points. So, yeah. Exactly. So, like I said, how did you feel uh, after the game? Like how was your mindset like after the outcome? Uh, I was really proud of uh, our team and stuff like mm. that and myself as well. Uh, just because I think we were down like seven points with two minutes to go or something like that. And, uh, I scored like 12 out of the last 15 points to bring us back. And I ended up hitting, uh, I was, I wouldn't say a game winner, but uh, a big shot that put us up a couple of points. Uh, right. But minute left so yeah. Right. So like you said, kind of like you said, 32 points for you, that's like an okay game. So to me, it's like you got to like people that have like, you know, big, uh, big games and like a box score. You got to kind of watch the whole pace of the game to kind of determine how well you played. So for you, what's your mindset like when you have 32 points, but say you have like, you know, three or two like crucial turnovers, something like that. Like you said, like, well, how come you how come you felt like there was like an OK game for uh, for you that game? Yeah, that uh, um, just because points are not all the things that help a team win. Um, right. I have some bad turnovers and stuff like that. And back in high school, I didn't play defense that well. So just lacking on defense, turnovers, poor shot selection, just all those things uh, in my – that's how I critique myself. Um, um, so, yeah, that, that's what I would say that I had an okay game. But for scoring, I feel like I did a good job. Yeah, exactly. So uh, having all that attention on you, like I said, like at an early age and all that stuff, did you ever feel like pressured to like always perform at like the highest level that you possibly could? Um. Yes, but I feel like it's just pressure that I put on myself, like yeah. me going into uh, games and being the person I am. I'm very hard on myself uh, and I want to like make it's really me and my dad. Like my dad's like my biggest critique or hater, mm -hmm. I would say. So just making him proud and uh, me playing well, that's what pressure. That's the pressure I get put on uh, before game. Uh, so yeah being able to see you play this year you seem like a person that doesn't really let anything around you kind of affect them like the media you know people coming in your ear and stuff like that has that ever has that ever been like uh, a problem for you has that ever like uh, kind of bothered you in a way like hearing like what the media has to say 
or uh, you know, just anything like on Twitter, like stuff like that? Uh, no, not really. Just because I know how much um, work I put into my game and stuff like that, and the coaching right. staff here knows how much work I put in. So uh, I believe in myself, and I'm very confident. So everything that you see on the floor uh, isn't really surprising to me, but it may be surprising to some other fans and media. So. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. So going back to playing after that season with the Hawks coming off a championship win, uh, you went prep and played in New York at Hozak. What made you decide you wanted to go there, like go prep after uh, your junior season at Hendrickson? Uh, yeah. So after my junior year at Hendrickson, um, I didn't have any offers. Uh, and really? Time, yeah. Time wow. was ticking. So like, I believe you can only play AU after a certain year. So that yeah. would, would have been my last year. Um, I didn't have any offers and I wasn't really, I had a little bit of interest, but not from schools I wanted. Um, so it really was uh, my a Rhode Island elite coach who wanted me to go prep and uh, my dad and people around me wanted me to go prep. And I didn't really want to just because I wanted to stay at Hendrickson and stuff like that, uh, just because of the culture, the coaching staff and stuff like that, my friends. Um, and then I went prep uh, in New York to a prep school in New York. Um, it still was a COVID year, so we didn't get to have a full season. Uh, really, that school was the last option uh, yeah. for me. It was like, I think I decided to go there in August and school starts in September. So it was the last option. And uh, it was still a COVID year there, so we didn't get to have a full season and stuff like that. But um, definitely, uh, it was better competition for me, and um, it was a better league than the RIIL. So it all worked out at the end, but it wasn't really – my choice to go there. I didn't really want to go there. Yeah, go, it's like uh, going back to like the competition and stuff. What was like the program like? What was the school like? And how did it really prepare you for the college level? And then like after that season, like uh, what kind of offers were you getting? Or like maybe even midseason, like what kind of offers were you getting at that time too? Uh, so really that school, it, it, it's kind of weird because all the kids um, that went to that school were from different parts of the country. Like yeah. nobody from the U.S. besides me and one other kid that I still talk to today. He's from Florida. Uh, but wow. yeah, all, all the other kids were from like Russia, Serbia. Most of the kids were from Serbia. Um, but um, the program, it, it wasn't what I expected. Uh, like go, that was a triple A school. So that's probably the best league in uh new england so i expected like a lot of more structure uh a lot more like because hendrickson practices were they were long and stuff like that but i was i expected the prep uh level to be a little bit harder and stuff like that more structure but um we didn't really have that at that school um, mm. and the coach didn't really know how to communicate with uh me and the other american because he didn't really speak our language and stuff like that wow. so we re at the school, I really just had to work out on my own and stuff like that. Um, and for offers and stuff like that, I didn't get any offers um, at the school or interest because it was a COVID year and we weren't really playing anybody that good. Right. So I had to, I ended up leaving the school early in like, I'm not sure what month, December, I say, or something like that, January, mm -hmm. um, just because we weren't playing any, we had like three games or three scrimmages and I wasn't getting anything out of it. So my last year AU started up and that's when uh, I played, um, we played a couple of games. Like, I feel like we played a couple of known people like Imani Bates and DJ Wagner. Um, and after that tournament against DJ Wagner, um, URI, 
gave me the offer and stuff like that. And then I ended up uh, just committing to URI just because it was my dream school. But for the offers I had, I only had a URI and um, CN. Those were my only offers. Yeah. So like you said, it was your dream school playing in front of one, your home state, your home city, all that kind of stuff. Um, explain to me like what the process was like when, like you said, you were kind of like a walk on kind of like a red shirt, like something like that. And then like just working your way into that, um, like, like into that bench role where you're actually getting off the bench, getting good minutes, getting good runs and stuff like that. So I got to the school, I believe September, yep. um, uh, as a, as a red shirt. So I wasn't expecting to play and stuff like that. Um, I was just going into practice. I was just ready to learn and stuff like that, but also, uh, be ready to compete against the older guys and just uh, try to make them better as they get me better. Um, and eventually, throughout the few months before the game start, before the season started, uh, and I was doing really well in practice and stuff like that. I was like, the game was slowing down for me because, you know, usually college is a different pace than high school and everyone's bigger and stronger. But um, I was making the right reads and I was like recognizing everything on the floor, like as a point guard. Um, and then a few months before, I mean, a few weeks before the season started, all the coaches brought me into the office uh, one by one and were just telling me how I can make an impact to the team, um, how well I was doing in practice and stuff like that. And, um, at first, I didn't really uh, think too much of it. I didn't really want to do it. And like the people around me, like my family and stuff were like that, were telling me not to play this year because, uh, you know, anything in college isn't promised. Like a coach is not going to just give you minutes just because. Right. Especially on a really, D1. Yeah. D1 offer. Yeah. You just got to earn everything uh, at, at the D1 level or anywhere in life. Really, you just have to earn it. But um, yeah, so I, was, I really wasn't too big on the idea of playing um, and then something they just kept bringing me into the office like every day and just kept telling me about it and I was like okay it's starting to get old so I was mm. just like okay do it um and like once I said let's do it like I bet uh the coach's biggest thing and my parents biggest thing was really you can't be in between like you either have to want to do it or you can't or right. you don't want to do it you can't be in the middle because that's just going to throw you off so um yeah I really just said let's do it and um now we're here so yeah so you know, after all that, after all that, like, you know, the processing and, um, you know, getting the news that you were going to get good minutes and stuff. How did it feel to step on the court for the first time in game, you know, your first uh, real game experience? Uh, it's a little it was a little nerve wracking yeah. uh, just because my first game uh, and playing in front of the home, like my home state or yeah, whatever you would call it. Yeah, uh, it was a little nerve wracking, but it was a, definitely a fun experience. Um, you know, it's still a little. It's still a little nerve wracking to this day because like I'm a freshman. So even though I want like more minutes and stuff like that, I still have to like um, know that I'm a freshman and stuff like that. Yeah. So my time comes, so I just have to keep working. So was that first game against uh, Johnson and Wales? You played Bobby's team or was it like that was the first game? Like your first yeah, like, was, real game? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit. I got like some more like in between questions. But how was it like playing up against like him? Uh, I know Arias plays for them. Ty Jones plays for them. Who was like uh, matching up against them? Uh, it was fun, you know, because they're all through all three of them. Uh, all four of us are from Rhode Island, so yeah. it was just it was just fun to be able to play against them um, at at home and uh, have they see like four you are uh, four Rhode Island kids just play against each other. Or yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Play against <laughs> right, each other. Yeah. So like going back, like I said, how does it feel for you now? Um, to see that your hard work is paying off and that your coach, uh, David Cox, sees you being 
an important player in the rotation, like I said. Uh, it's, a, it's like a blessing to be mm -hmm. here, to just have the ability to play basketball, um, especially at the Division One level. Uh, but you can't get, like, too big on yourself. You know, like, you just can't stay complacent in life. You just got to keep working uh, and just, yeah, just keep working and get where you want to get to at the end. So that's what I'm going to do, so. Yeah, for sure. I know you've probably been asked this like a hundred times, but like, how do you go about your day? Like how busy do I do you usually get? Like, how's it like tackling classes, studying and all that kind of stuff? Workouts, like you said, I know you mentioned you have a ton of workouts like every day, like things like that. So when right now we're on vacation, but right uh, when school was in like session or whatever, uh, I would wake up my day. Um, was I would wake up around seven. Um, get to the gym around 7.30 and I would have, me and three other guys would have lift at eight o'clock. Um, so I probably eat a little breakfast before the lift or whatever. Um, and lift is usually from eight to nine. And then from nine to 10, well, 10 was my first class. So really uh, that nine o'clock period to 10 o'clock, you get to do whatever you want. But usually I'm tired just because it's early in the morning and we just had lift, mm -hmm. but then I would go to class from 10 to 11 and then from 11 to one, that would be like kind of my free time. I could do whatever, like get a workout in. Oh, actually I lied. You have to go to study from 11 to 12. And then from, from 12 to one, you could do whatever you want, either work out or go get lunch. Um, and then from one to two fifty, I had two different classes. And then from three to six, there was practice. So really, I don't have any free time until after six o'clock. So, so like the season, pretty yeah, packed. pretty packed. So like, what's practice is like? Is it similar to like high school, like where you have like a team practice and then the gym is open, like whenever you want to get shots up and things like that? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's like high school, but obviously there's more details. Um, yeah, it, we weren't we weren't really going over uh, the other team as much as we do in college. Mm -hmm. uh, and knowing the other team's personnel and who they have on their team and what they like to do, their tendencies and stuff like that. So, oh, in high school, we didn't really watch a lot of film on the other team. Like now in college, we watch like 30 minutes of film on the other team and stuff like that. So that's probably the main difference. Do you have to do that like on your own or like you do it like as a team? Like, uh, Yeah, we do it as a team mm -hmm. uh, before practice for like 30 minutes. And then uh, you can do it on your own after whenever you're free. So. Do you have any like other buildings like on campus for like practice and like weightlifting and stuff like that? Or is like everything like kind of like in the Ryan Center, like for you guys? Yeah, everything's in the Ryan Center. Um, but this summer uh, we're they're building a new or they're taking out one of our old gyms and stuff like that and creating a new basketball uh, practice facility for the men's and women's team. So that should be up next year and that should be uh, fun to see. Yeah, there you go. So like the experience seems like it's been been going good so far but it's you know obviously jam-packed and busy um yeah. but going back to like kind of like the playing experience uh run me through your experience having the chance to play at the Dunkin Donuts Center against uh Providence College uh you know like I said your home city probably a team you watched growing up all these years like what was that experience like for you uh yeah it was crazy um going into the game like the day before the game we stayed in a hotel in Providence mm -hmm. um shoot around the day before the game and I was a little nervous like when I got to the gym when nobody was in the stands, stuff like that, just because growing up, I always would go to uh, Providence games and I would like, I would watch Bryce Cotton and Chris Dunn and all those guys, yeah. um, like some of my favorite players growing up. 
Um, so I was a little nervous to like shoot around. Well, not nervous, but it was just kind of surreal to step on that floor and just mm. shots up. Uh, but in the game, the next day, I mean, everyone was there. Uh, I think it was a TV game. So, yeah. and the packed out. Um, so it was just a great environment and I wasn't nervous at all. Um, and I felt like I played good that game. So it was just great to see uh, a lot of my family and friends come to the game. And even if they weren't there for me, uh, just playing in front of the state of Rhode Island, it was just a great experience. Exactly. You know that, like you said, you're not really nervous. It's kind of more of like an adrenaline rush. Like you're like, you know, it's kind of so much like all at once, especially being in the donut center, like you said, being there when you were a kid. Um, but kind of going along those lines, those like that same game, what was it like matching up against someone like AJ Reeves, who's been like PC's top guy for a little bit now? Yeah, it's just a crazy uh, feeling. Yeah. Um, I was in high school like a year ago, mm. and I watched him, David Duke, play for PC when I was in high school. So right. now going, it's just crazy. So. Yeah. Uh, do you still like talk to David Duke and stuff like that? Do you like, like asking for advice and things like that? Yeah, I. I talked to him the last time I talked to him was like this summer. Uh, I just asked him for advice and stuff like that, but definitely someone I can reach out to. I feel like even though I'm not that close with him, he's still like a big bro to me. And he's done, he's basically done what I'm doing. Uh, just, he went to uh, Providence college. Um, he stayed home as well as me and now he's in the NBA. So it's, it's just fun to see. And I'm excited. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see him do well in the league and stuff like that. So. Right, kind of following in his footsteps a little bit, kind of, like you said, taking his advice and doing the same things that he was doing to make sure that your game is the best it can be at the end of the day with URI. So, um, like I said, you must be used to, uh, like, all this experience uh, playing with AAU teams, playing with Hendrick and Hozak now at URI. What would you say, like, the biggest moment, like, the biggest thing in your life was that helped you, like, be the most prepared for the college level? Something that I always follow is just, uh, believing in myself uh, and just believing in my abilities because, like I said, back then, I didn't know what I was going to get out of the game of basketball and stuff like that. And uh, in high school, um, I didn't think I didn't think I was that good, obviously, just because I wasn't getting offers and stuff. And I've seen other kids getting offers. Um, but I just had to be patient and stuff like that. Um, obviously, it was hard because I would doubt myself a lot. Um, but now I'm here. So that's probably the main thing that sticks, uh, stays with me is just believing and being confident in myself. No doubt, man. No doubt. And uh, to kind of wrap everything else up, that everything that we talked about today, what are you hoping to accomplish for yourself going on with the rest of this season? Hopefully COVID doesn't affect any of it, um, you know, just for yourself individually and for your team as a whole. Uh, for my team as a whole, obviously, I want to make March Madness and obviously win the A-10 championship. But I feel like we have a great chance to do that. Uh, but personal goals, um, I want to average uh, a good amount of assists, like four probably for the year. Um, and I feel like I'm not scoring the ball right now as much as I was in high school, but I feel like that's going to come. So I'm not too worried about that, but just limiting my turnovers and getting my assists number higher. So that's probably my personal goal. Yeah, definitely. And in time that will come, man, like I said, you're only a freshman. You got a ton of time, one to improve and two to keep you know, doing your thing. So uh, when, before I, uh, you know, end everything, when's your uh, next home game? Uh, Sunday. This Sunday. Okay. So, you know, you have, like you said, you're on break, but you still have practices and things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So this Sunday, I'm going to try to pop out to that. Who do you guys play? Uh, it's our first conference game. We play LaSalle. There you go. All right. So I'm going to look up that up. 
definitely try to pop out to that. And like I said, that's all I got lined up for you, Sebastian. The pleasure is mine having you on. I appreciate it a ton. Like I said, I know it's crazy, very busy. Um, but one last question before I let you go. What did you think of the show and who might uh, you want to see on next as a featured guest? Uh, the show was great. Um, appreciate you for having me. Uh, yeah. Your question was great. Um, and I guess that I would like to see on the show. I don't know. You did a lot of guys, a lot of people that you did Angel. Mm. Um, I think I want to I want to think of someone that has like a, a good audience and a good following and stuff like that, uh, just so he can influence like the younger generation. But um, right. like I said, like I talked to uh, Aaron Gray, I know, you, you know, Aaron Gray, um, he's like has, I guess, a good relationship with uh, A.J. Reeves trying to that's trying to be like my next like kind of like big you know named guy but if you had anybody else in mind that i could reach out to or anything like that um but it has to be a kid right it could be anybody bro it could be anybody mm. it doesn't have to be basketball it could be football any kind of sport <laughs> uh, i would say um i'll just say uh, i'll just pick my best friend um his name is andreas uh and he plays division two football at bentley college so I'll tell him about your show. Yeah, like for that. sure, man. Definitely. As soon as you can, I'll reach out to him as soon as I can as well. But like I said, thank you again, man. Appreciate your time. Go rest up, and I'll hopefully I'll see you Sunday. All right. Appreciate you for having me, bro. No problem, bro. Anytime.